welcome to Alfredo on Action. I'm Alex Alvarado. This is the podcast that's all about Mac football and not Mac football. Thank you again for tuning in today. It's 147 days till kickoff, if you can believe it. That's right. We can actually count these things down in April and kind of not feel so bad about it this time. About this time last year, we thought, no couple weeks couple months off and maybe an adjustment here or there to start the year maybe and obviously things went haywire it's wednesday it's a nice middle of the week some practices are finishing up like toledo other practices are really just starting to get going or somewhere in the middle i don't have too much to say today because a lot of this episode's done a few months ago when i interviewed james Patton, the newly hired offensive line coach over at miami He was hired away from Eastern Michigan. He was nice enough to give me a phone call and hang out a little bit, kind of talk about what he's been through, what got him into coaching, what got him into coaching at Miami, uh, what got him, you know, what Miami means to him. He's an alum. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Before I get to that, I just want to remind you that for free, you can follow this show on all the podcast listening apps like Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, whatever comes to mind, we're probably on there. So go ahead, give it a follow, give it a like. And if you want to enjoy this show for not free, you can donate to the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Alvarado on Maction. Just doing one tier, which is $3 a month. Thank you if you've already donated. And once we hit 30 donors, I'll create a Discord for all of us to hang out on the internet. But James Patton, he's been coaching for a long time he's been coaching basically uh sorry to date myself uh basically my whole life he started as a GA in Miami in 93 under head coach Randy Walker went to Rhode Island for a few years as a tight end and O-line coach went back to Miami in the late 90s for a year and then he followed Randy Walker to Northwestern from 99 to 2005 where he helped them win a Big Ten co-championship in 2000 a few years later, he went to Oklahoma when Oklahoma was, I mean, Oklahoma's always been awesome, really, but at this time, they were particularly awesome, where they had a string of Big 12 championships. They went to the Fiesta Bowl, remember that game? They went to the National Championship in 2008, lost to Florida by, by 10, 24 to 14 that year. And at that time, he even coached with some guys that, you know, are relevant names in today's game, like Josh Heupel. He was the offensive coordinator Um, in Oklahoma at the start of the 2010s decade in 2011-2012 he was the OC so was Jay Norvell went to Indiana went to Pitt eventually went to Eastern Michigan my alma mater for a couple years in 2019 when they went to the quick lane bowl and in 2020 when the team went two and four in the condensed season where he picked up run game coordinator responsibilities there Miami's George Barnett left for Tulane after the season. He again left again for Iowa, actually. So in this interview, we understand that he's at Tulane now. But now, a few months later, he's actually at Iowa. He just got hired at the end of March. So the offensive line coach is now there. But Patton still filled it, you know, still filled the opening there where Patton was formerly, not Patton, where Barnett was formerly the offensive line coach, run game coordinator. Patton has those responsibilities now at Miami. Obviously, he's been doing this for 20-plus years, So, uh, and he graduated from Miami in the early 90s, met his wife there, came back for a year, left again, and now he's back where Miami is 
got a really good recently. They've won a MAC championship, so that's there's a good culture there. Chuck Martin, he's not just a new third year coach. That's just you know trying to find any good alum out there that's willing to come back to school. You know, Chuck Martin's Chuck Martin knows what he's doing. He has a vision that he wants to have for Miami to keep going to build on the success that they had a couple of seasons ago and make a real run for it in 2021 because 2020 just, you know, smacked them in the face. Patton obviously is a very qualified coach. You know, a lot of people might say like, oh, why isn't he, you know, back at the Power 5 level? You know, and I kind of brought that up to him too, you know. This is a trajectory or this is kind of a thing where coaches go to the MAC, they do their thing, and then they move on up and move on out. And if they make it, good, then they're set there. And if they flare out, then they flare out. But the Mac, in one way or another, is a stepping stone to see if anybody will reel them in from the power five into the power five ranks afterwards. But this is a guy that was started in the Mac, came back to the Mac, and is back to the Mac again. And he's picked up power five championships. But to him, he doesn't see it the same way everyone else does. You know, what's really important to him, I ask him that. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Patton as much as I did. And thanks you, thanks again to Coach Patton for uh, sitting down with me and having this chat. Uh, Coach Patton, thank you for, for joining me today. Uh, you, at the time of this recording, you just got hired in at your alma mater, Miami, uh, less than a week ago as the offensive line coach and run game coordinator. Uh, first and foremost, you know, what is, what is this experience like for you, you know, coming back to, uh, to Oxford, Ohio? Yeah, Alex, it's, uh, certainly a, uh, a great opportunity to, uh, to come back to Miami university. Uh, it's a place I love. It's a, a place, um, obviously our players and coaches love. It's a great university and, uh, and just honored, honored to be, uh, be part of the staff here and, and the job uh, Coach Martin's done. Coach Martin's staff has, has, has done here is, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. So, um, to be a part of it. So, a place I love and a place I'm certainly honored to, uh, to, uh, to coach at. What was the, uh, obviously the, the last coach who went out, George Barnett, he went to Tulane, uh, took that job there. You know, what was the process like on your end to, uh, you know, get, get recruited by Chuck Martin and have him have you join his staff over there? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, the process of, and again, being recruited or, or whatever, it's, uh, you know, it's about building relationships. And, uh, you know, I, I knew Coach Martin when uh, he was at uh, Notre Dame. And uh, actually, we played him, played him when I was coaching at Oklahoma. So, um, and, uh, you know, a couple of coaches on the staff, but just, you know, having the chance, and then of course I knew George from being a, a really good offensive line coach, and just uh, you know seeing guys on the road recruiting and talking to guys, and uh, but again, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't hard because Miami University is uh, is a place that uh, you know I spent time at, played at, obviously alma mater. So, and outside looking in, always watching them, and uh, again the success that uh, Coach Martin has, has had here and winning the MAC championship in nineteen. Uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a hard sell for sure. Just to, to you know, get a chance to talk to Coach Martin, be considered as a as a candidate to be on the staff. So, um, yeah, it's been great. 
Now, run game coordinator, that's kind of a title that's I've seen thrown in, uh, you know, into the coaching sphere over the past probably six, seven years, thereabouts. Um, what what does that title really mean? Is that more of like a, to my understanding, it's like a day-to-day sort of de- sort of deal where you just, uh, maybe you're not calling the run plays on Saturdays or on game days, whatever day it is, because it's the Mac. Um, but what what does that what does that actually mean? Yeah, so so sure, you know, Coach Kaler is the offense coordinator, and uh, so he, you know, it's it's um, you know putting everything together as 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 a staff, as an offensive staff. We're just getting getting busy in meetings here and going through schemes, and 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 obviously the philosophy of the offense is 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 um, you know is 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 not going to change. So, but um, but yeah, just um, you know always. Uh, Putting together a good plan, and, and you know what are the best runs, what are the best angles, what are the best uh, personnel formations. But but again, just um, you know having the title just to have the responsibility more than than anything, the responsibility to uh, you know to make sure the schemes are right, make sure they're you know they're, they're things that we we can execute at, at all positions, whether it's offensive line, running backs, quarterbacks, receivers. Um, you know, it's it, you know, it's a it's a group effort. Um, it's not just one guy. So, um, obviously, having the input of the whole staff is, uh, you know, is is, is what we uh, we all work together mm-hmm. for. So, um, yeah. So that's that's the process. Uh, yeah, you obviously haven't had enough time to you know kind of look around the locker room and you know see what's there and see what everyone's strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, I mean, there's a pandemic going on too. That doesn't help, but. You know what? What do you know about your roster and kind of the group of guys that that you're inheriting? I mean, you, we already said that George Barnett, you know, did a good job of, you know, ha- grooming a really good group of offensive linemen. There's a few guys that um, that were playmakers along that line the last couple of years. You know, what do you know about this roster right now, though? Sure. I mean, uh, again, uh, you know, I'm honored to coach at Miami because uh, you're right; it has a great tradition of of playmakers and certainly offensive linemen and uh you know so uh i don't know a lot about the guys yet other than what i watched on film and um so you know we got great coaches here on the staff and, and they've all given me input on on each guy and um i've had a chance just to meet with them in, uh, individually just to know who they are and what their experience has been but uh moving forward i'm just excited to uh get a chance to coach them and, and develop them and you know hold them to, to a high standard and uh get them to be their best and uh, so I'm, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, again, just from what I see on film, we got some really good guys, and uh, and you know, a couple guys lost, a couple guys that were really good players. So the next guys always got to step up. So that's what I'm, uh, I'm really excited about this spring. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, obviously, a big part of your job is is the recruiting side. I kind of want to ask a couple questions there, um, not because uh, I, I guess I just I'm shooting for like. You know, how do I, as a fan, or how do we, you know, the listeners, how do we all become smarter as, you know, following the recruiting trail? I know there's so much that goes into it. You know, there's uh, the character part, the academics. Uh, the only thing that we can truly engage with from home, from thousand feet view, is what are these guys like on film? Uh, so I kind of want to ask this in a couple of different ways. You know, part one for this recruiting thing, you know, when you're recruiting a guy off the field, you know, what are some off-the-field characteristics uh, that you're kind of looking for in a prospective, you know, recruit coming to Miami? 
Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. I, I don't know if you just want by position, by alignment, but um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm shooting for offensive line. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Any, any, any. Um, first of all, it starts with um, what kind of character he is. Is he a winner? Um, is he a winner in every <clears throat> everything that he does? Um, you know, from academics to uh, you know what his coach, high school coach, says about him, and then what he shows on film. So, um, you want guys that uh, again, Miami's going to. Miami University attracts great people. It attracts, you know, high character, high academics, values of education, values of playing, winning football, and championship football. So, um, so that's where it starts. You know, the winning mindset, the character, um, of course, what their coaches and, t- and, and teachers and and um, you know, certainly beating their families and, and who they are and what they're about. So when you say winner, that's not more of like a like a finished product winner sort of deal, like someone that just has titles. A winner is more of a mindset thing. Yeah, no, it's it's just um, again, it's, it's it's an ongoing process of <laughs> of gathering the information about a, a student athlete. Again, does he do well in school? What's his attendance uh, attendance record? You know, what's his you know how you know does he miss workouts? You know, with the coach. I mean, you know, you just look at all that. You, you know that. You know the mindset of, you know, being able to show up. Is he is he accountable? Is he you know is he um, dependable? Does he do what he's supposed to do on a high level? And then when you look at it on film, does he play at that level? Does he play at a high level? Does he show great effort? Does he show, you know, I mean, all those things. It's a it's an ongoing process of of of, <laughs> of gathering those characteristics and um, and and you know. In developing, you know, it is an, like I said, it is an ongoing process. It doesn't have to be a finished product. It's, but is he, you know, every year is he, you know, what I mean, or every every week is, you know, you talk to the high school coach. You know, this guy's a captain. He's a leader. He's a influences others. He's, you know, so those those are all the characteristics that we look at. And you know, in looking at those same guys, you know, on film, you know, on their huddle clips. Uh, I don't think that there's probably a huge, too huge of a science. Please tell me if I'm wrong there. On like you know what you might be looking for in these teenage guys to join your football team, but what are you looking for when you you know throw on the film and see you know is this guy you know worth it to play here? What are you what are you looking at? Yeah, certainly. Um, well, you're going to see size and size and strength. You know, size you might not see strength on film all the time because the guy could you know not be as heavy as is is another guy, but um, but you get strength numbers from the coaches, but. But certainly the size. Does he have the size and the and the and the, and the strength to be able to play at this level? Um, does he have the bend, the flexibility, the, the ankle flexion, the body balance? So, you know, with that, you know, uh, bend, flexibility, um, balance, and then you know, active feet. You know, how athletic is is a big guy? You know, if the big guy's got good feet, can bend and has good feet, um, he's you know he's probably going to be a pretty good lineman. Um, and then you, you, you have to see the uh, physical presence that it takes to, uh, yeah, to move somebody against their will, physically move somebody against their will in terms of, you know, a defender. And, um, you know, and there's fundam- fundamentals and techniques. There's a lot of great high school coaches that develop these guys and coach these kids, but, but sometimes there they're, they're are kids that have all ability and, and you can project that. But does he like to, to block people? You know, blocking is not natural. It's not a natural skill, so you got to learn to do that. You got to have the the mindset to do that. You have to have the you know the mental and physical toughness to do that. So um, 
So that's, yeah, that's what you watch on film. You know, big, big athletic guys that can bend and that can move their feet and have agility to, to stay with guys. And then uh, certainly the physical power and the strength to, to be able to move people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the transfer market is, you know, it's so much wilder than it used to be. Is there, uh, I don't know, is there like sort of like a different mindset that you come into it when it comes to recruiting guys that come out of JUCO systems or guys that just already have experience anywhere else versus, you know, any other 16, 17-year-old in high school? Is there some sort of difference between someone with with experience versus not? No, no, I really don't think the trend. I mean, the, the same characteristics that we're going to look at in a high school kid coming out, all those things I just mentioned, mm-hmm. you're going to want to see in a transfer or junior college. Now, certainly a kid may be a little bit older. He may be a little bit more mature, but you still got to have the, the the characteristics of, you know, of being accountable, being a, a great a winner, a, a winning mindset, and then certainly the ability to do it. But, um, you know, you, you're right. The transfer market can be, uh, you know, out of control. I, you know, I, I've always been, you know, the you know the guy that uh, or the coach has always wanted to. I'd say the same thing about my son. You know, is 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 you start something and you finish something, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and you want to be at a place that you come in with guys and you build relationships with, and you want to finish those. So, um, so anyhow, that's a whole different, you know, perspective and talk, but. Um, but I feel like that plays into your. That feels like that plays into your winning mindset, though. Like if if you're not going to finish it, then for you're sure. not winning it. Yeah, for sure. So and there's different, you know. There's there's all reasons for transfers. Guys have certain experiences or not good experiences or build relationships, and those relationships change. I mean, there's a lot of those factors. I get it, but uh, but certainly you want to find the guys that have the high character and the guys that have the uh, you know the winning mindset we talk about. So absolutely. Uh, I kind of want to go back in time a little bit. Uh, you yourself, again, are uh, a Miami alum. Uh, you got your bachelor's and master's from there. Uh, and you played for the football team in 89 to 92. First team All-Mac tight end in 92 as a senior. And you were first team. Oh, I did say that already. Um, yep. And also I noticed that you – now did you meet your wife, Nicole, who played volleyball at Miami? Did you meet her in college too? That's correct. Oh. Yep, she played volleyball. Yep, she played volleyball for Coach Condit and uh, from 90 to 94 and uh, won a MAC championship, I believe, in 90, 90 to 91. But, yeah, so she, um, you know, she's still in the record books and uh, with blocks and kills and t- certain things. But, anyhow, it's, um, no, we had, we had a, you know, they're definitely, uh, Miami's a special place for us and a chance to, for both of us to uh, come back to uh, our, our alma mater and be a part of the, you know, Miami University and the town and Oxford, it's a great college town and and all that. So, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been exciting for us. Yeah. And, and you brought up, you know, your son, Braden, who's, you know, he's a center over at NIU. Uh, you got three daughters, uh, Katie, Maddie, Abby, who are all playing sports. And that's just from looking at your Twitter feed and they're, you guys are so, you know, sports oriented and that shouldn't be a surprise. You're a football coach. She was a MAC championship volleyball player. I guess that makes a whole bunch of sense. But what does being a sports-oriented family mean to the Patton family? Yeah, Alex, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's what our, you know, it's what our life revolves around. I mean, it's, um, you know, from building relationships with great people and, 
I mean, great coaches on our staff, and again, just just a great, you know, a great job Coach Martin and administration has done here to change Miami University certainly mm-hmm. <laughs> so much uh, than it was uh, back when I was in school here, and and um, but um, but just you know, again, having you know my son playing college football, and my wife being in, in all of our all of our daughters involved in softball, basketball, volleyball. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a great time of our life and keeping our kids involved and uh, being able to come to games and, like I said, building relationships with, with coaches and players and, and recruits and, and all that. It's, uh, you know, I think it just it teaches and by, you know teaches and gives our kids values of, of certainly uh, being involved in, in a team activity and, and, and building those relationships with, with, with people and then certainly that it motivates them to do well in the classroom academically and uh mm-hmm. and it keeps them on schedules keeps them you know, the days balanced the key gives them you know ability to commit to something and time commitment and and you know like i said earlier start something and finish something and it gives them uh it motivates them and so um so yeah us being involved in athletics and uh is, is always that's just you know it's been part of what we do and it's been a big part of our lives obviously in, in the coaching profession so um, and I'm very fortunate to have the support of wife that, uh, that understands that with all the, the time commitments and, uh, and everything we do. But, uh, again, that's why we do it because we love it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, you know, just looking at the bios, you know, Braden, uh, he was born when you were still coaching at Rhode Island uh, and you've moved around yeah. a lot. You've, uh, gone from Rhode Island to back to Miami to, you know, some, some power five jobs in Northwestern, Oklahoma, Indiana, Pitt. Um, what, you know, I, I don't want to keep going down, like talk about all the experiences that you've had. Cause there's just so much you could talk about over 20 years of experience, but is there like a moment or like a period of time that like just really stands out to you and is maybe like really integral to the coach that you are now? Yeah, certainly there's, I mean, there's so many of those experiences that, that again, you just kind of went through my resume, but, but every, every, you know, every place I've been at, every job opportunity I've had, um, again, to me, it's about relationships and it's about building relationships with people and, uh, and pouring everything into it and to the players, to the coaches, the guys you work with and families and, and all that. But, um, I mean, yeah, no, the thing that started it all for me was, uh, was, uh, you know, two two of my coaches that gave me an opportunity to come here. You know, uh, Tim Rose, who's a head coach that recruited me, and then Randy Walker, mm-hmm. who I uh, played for here at Miami. I mean, they they gave me the opportunity from a small town, Lafayette, Ohio, that uh, to provide me a scholarship opportunity to to come to Miami University, and that's that's where it all started. And uh, and then I was fortunate enough with Coach Coach Walker to uh, to be a graduate assistant coach, and that got me on the on the path to coaching. So. Um, that's certainly where it started, um, and then all the opportunities I've had to coach with uh, and be around great people. I mean, they've all they've all affected me. So I, I can't I can't necessarily tell you one thing uh, or one spot that's uh, that's been you know better than the other. So it's uh, again, it's all about the experience and relationship with working with people and coaching great kids and uh, and uh, yeah, so national championship game at, at Oklahoma was, uh, you know, in 2008 was a, mm-hmm. was a great experience. I mean, there's, you know, winning the big 10 championship at, at, at Northwestern in 2000 coming there from, 
you know, when uh, Randy Walker, Coach Walker, we left from Miami going 10 and 1 and 98 to going to Northwestern. I mean, that was, you know, there's, some, there's, there's a lot of different transitions and uh, experiences that uh, has been, been great. And unfortunately, unfortunately, Randy Walker is no longer with us, but uh, what was he like to you? I mean, obviously, he, you just said that he gave you the opportunity, you know, basically of a lifetime to not only come to Miami, but your whole career just spawned from this. Um, but yeah. what, what was Randy Walker like to you? Uh, I, I, words can't explain, you know, you know what Coach Walker meant. So mm. uh, just a just an outstanding person, uh, you know, leader, uh, motivator. Um, you know, just uh, yeah, he, he taught me everything that I that I know, and uh, certainly his his wife Tammy has been, you know, such an influence, and uh, her and my wife, and you know talk a lot and uh, having a, a chance to come back here was uh you know a big part too with tammy and um you know i know she's still involved and and certainly just uh yeah it's just it's where it, where it started and he gave me the opportunity so uh just an unbelievable person i've learned a lot a lot of the uh coaching style and a lot of the um you know intensity and and uh, the work ethic and and um way to treat people and how to treat people and, and uh I think you might be the first person I've ever talked to who was in the building for one of the best college football games of all time. Unfortunately, your team wasn't on the winning end, but I do, I, I absolutely have to ask you about it. What was the 2006-2007 Fiesta Bowl experience like for you? <laughs> yeah, it's a bad memory. Every time I see those highlights come off, uh, come up and uh, they made a movie about it or whatever, but no, it was a it was a great game, competitive game, and uh, certainly uh, didn't like the way it ended. But um, it just, uh, yeah, I was there on the sideline, watched it all happen and how it happened. And uh, there's certainly plays in every game that you you got to make to win games. And uh, you know, in that particular game, we didn't we didn't make enough, uh, you know. But and they made one more than we did. So um, they were a great football team, and great coaches and players. But it was a uh, yeah, just one of those games that that you, uh, that you'll see and remember for a long time. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and final question, just to, and we'll just wrap it up with this guy with, um, you know, you're a Mac guy, you know, you were raised in Mac country. You came up through it, went through a Mac school. Uh, a lot of people, when they go through the Mac, that's quite literally all they do. They just go through it. The Mac is a jumping off point to the next job. Um, and had your, you know, had your story ended 10 years ago, that probably would have been it for you, you know, but you ended up going through the Mac to the bigger jobs and are now back at your second Mac school and coming back. What is sort of this full circle moment kind of like for you? And how do you find your experience um, maybe more unique than, than uh, your counterparts? Yeah, well, um, that's a great question, Alex. I mean, it's, um, Again, being back in the MAC, I, again, it's, there's a lot of great football players, a lot of great coaches. Um, yes, guys do move on, and guys, you know, um, uh, kind of get their start. But but even even from a playing standpoint, I mean, you, you know, you look at NFL rosters. There's a lot of really good MAC football players mm-hmm. that uh, play a long time. So the football is is what it is. You know, there's there's uh, you know you're competing every every Saturday against great players. MAC teams will beat Big Ten teams or. I mean, it happens every year, right? So, I mean, it's um, 
but but again, it's just the experience of again being around great people. You know, having a chance to work for for Coach Martin and his and the guys on our staff and. Uh, and, and experiences that you get from doing that, um, and, and yeah, just being around great, you know, great kids and leading, leading young men and coaching them up and and uh, developing and and that's 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 every job you, you go to, whether you're at a, a power five school or, or a max school, and uh, um, and certainly Miami is a special place. It's it's got you know everything academically and athletically that uh, you know, which is uh, again I'm why, I'm why I'm honored to be be back at Miami coaching. And, uh, and that's that's what that's what excites me every day. And coach, it was an honor interviewing you. Uh, thank you so much again for your time today. Yeah, you're certainly welcome, Alex. I appreciate you uh, taking the time. Also, thanks again to Coach Patton for that interview. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. I do want to point out, since you know it is today is April seventh, I'm recording the same day I'm publishing this. Uh, Dane Brugler from the Athletic. I really like the the content he puts out. Uh, annually, he puts out a big, a big draft book called The Beast, and it came out today. And I just want to point out, since we're talking about Miami offensive line coach James Patton today, let's talk about the one Miami offensive lineman that we need to look out for in the NFL draft, and that'd be Tommy Doyle. Um, he was a four-year starter tackle for the Red Hawks, and I don't, I can't read the whole thing obviously because I kind of have to honor, you know. You know what I paid for. If you if you want to read all this, go for it. You can pay for it yourself. But it points out that you know he's missed a few games in 2017, 2018, 2019. Well, actually, in 2019, 2020, he was fine. But in his first couple of years, it kind of points out you know where he had some injuries at in his legs. Um, but overall, it says at the bottom. Overall, Doyle is overly segmented with his movements, and pad level continues to be an issue. But he is a tenacious blocker with the raw size and athleticism worth developing. He projects as a future NFL swing tackle. Grade fourth round. Number 17th rank offensive tackle by Brugler in the athletics. So, uh, you know, that's, hey, that's pretty good. That's good. Would like to see his name be called potentially day two, but probably early parts of day three. So just like any other Mac guy, hopefully his name gets called there or sooner. But thank you all for listening to Alvarado on Maction. Again, if you liked what you heard, you can check out that Patreon link that we talked about at the top of the hour, uh, or just check the show notes. You can also follow the show on Twitter at MactionPod, on Twitter at MacFBCruton, keeping up with recruiting updates there. Again, we do this show twice a week. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again on Sunday.